This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. We cover the Minnesota Vikings. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone coverage. Before we start today's show, make sure to like this video and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and the audio version of this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, wherever you pretty much get your podcasts. So, uh, Chris, I plan to do uh, another, you know, fun uh, Vikings born on this day game, but uh, too much is just going on today, uh, especially with the, the news that started this morning. And um, I think we just should just talk about that. So we're going to start uh, with the news that that happened before I even woke up. Uh, I'm on the West Coast, so uh, this sometimes happens where I wake up and there's I have about 30 notifications on my phone because something happened and I'm like, it's uh, like the community meme where like he walks into the house <laughs> with all these pizzas and it's on fire. Yes, yes pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I don't know if it's on fire yet, um, but, you know, it might, might might be getting there. But early Monday morning, at least early for me, we found out that uh, the Vikings have decided to release longtime linebacker Eric Kendricks. Uh, Minnesota needs to clear more than 20 million of cap space before March 15th, new new league year. Uh, and by cutting Kendricks, they freed up 9.5 million. So that's a good chunk uh, of cap space that they now don't have to longer, no longer free up. Uh, Kendricks has been with the Vikings for his entire NFL career since he was selected in the second round of the 2015 NFL draft. Um, what has turned out to be what an iconic draft class for the Vikings. Um, during his time in Minnesota, he was voted to one Pro Bowl and he was selected to one All Pro first team. I believe both came in the same season in 2019. Uh, my question to you, Chris, is was this the correct? decision i think you have to i mean you mentioned the cap number what was it nine and a half million dollars uh the vikings entered this off season just under 24 million dollars over to the cap i know that doesn't make sense but they, they were way over the salary cap is what i'm trying to say um i think on the field like if kendricks was still playing at this all pro pro bowl level that he reached for one season i think that the vikings could maybe stomach that salary hit a little bit but the fact is Kendricks has just gotten older and slower and we saw it come to a peak this season where you know in the playoff loss you mention it all the time Adam you know him jogging behind Saquon Barkley and he's going to find a job in the NFL somebody's going to sign him much like somebody signed Anthony Barr last year I believe it was the Cowboys 
Um, you know, it, it's tough. Like if you didn't like the Eric Kendrick's decision, get ready because this off season is going to be one big gut punch for you because, um, other veterans are going to be shown the door. It's not, it's not a method of F you like, we don't like you anymore. It's, you know, Hey, like these decisions have to be made. The Vikings haven't made these decisions in years. And I mean, I, th- I think I saw somebody on Twitter, like, being like, see, they wrote an entire book because of Eric Hendricks. Well, Eric Hendricks is like a big piece of Vikings history. He, he was the middle of the defense. He was the soul of the defense. And especially in the last couple of years, he really ramped up his involvement in the community. Uh, after the George Floyd murder, he uh, threw, uh, donated, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, donated $250,000 to social justice efforts. Um, he's been a big advocate of mental health. Uh, which is something that is near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, you hate you hate to see this happen, but it's the NFL, man. Like in a perfect world, Eric Kendricks and uh, Randy Moss and a whole <laughs> bunch of other. I, I'm, I just listed Randy Moss because, like, I, I don't know. I know he was traded, but I mean, in a perfect world, everybody would get to get drafted by the team they were selected by and play their entire year with them. That's just not how it works. Not with the salary cap and not with the Vikings cap situation in particular. So it, it, it's a, it's a little somber. Um, I've jokingly resembled it to Shawn Michaels against Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24, <laughs> where, uh, you know, all these times, like throughout the match, like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hit chin music. He didn't want to kick him in the face because he respects him so much. And it, he wounds up like doing it to his detriment at, at some points because he gets put in the figure four, he gets, you know, all this stuff. And at the very end, you know, Ric Flair's on the mat and he's going like, come on, like trying to fight, but he's 64, he can't do it anymore. And Shawn Michaels looks at him and goes, I'm sorry, I love you and puts an end to it. So that's, that's basically what this is for Vikings fans. Yeah. I would probably relate Seelan more to that if, uh, if he's like, go uh, than, than Kendrick's. I feel like Seelan's probably more of a, more near and dear to Vikings fans' hearts. And not that people don't like Kendricks, but like if you were like pick between Thielen or, or Kendricks, people are probably going to pick Thielen just because of his. Uh, Did you know he's from Minnesota? Minnesota roots. <laughs> yeah. Just just checking. Um, yeah. And and Gary Kendricks is 31. So, yeah, he should be able to get uh, another opportunity somewhere else. Uh, I saw somebody being like him and Barr should team up and join in one of the L.A. teams for like a last run or whatever in the nfl and i'm like that'd be fun but that defense wouldn't be very good so <laughs> and teams don't care about that yeah Let, let's, and, just, but let's he's, just put that out there he, correct and he's gonna get opportunities you know there's there's lots of vikings coaches that he's worked with are around the league now you think of jonathan gannon over with the cardinals uh they've he's got some connections to the broncos with george payton although i don't know how much george payton is really running the broncos anymore because sean payton's over there doing his thing um, but yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if Eric Kendricks is not, not playing in the NFL next year because he's still valuable. He's, his experience is valuable. You know, we think about, you know, I, you bring up all the time me talking about him jogging behind, uh, Saquon Barkley in the playoffs. Uh, but he also recovered that fumble, uh, against the Bills in that miraculous comeback win, uh, this season when he was the one to come up with that fumble in the, in the end zone and really turn that game around. So he can still make plays. Um, just don't ask him really to cover guys deep downfield. Like he can't, he used to be able to really do that. Well, like there's 
remember him like running stride for stride with like Devontae Adams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he can't really do that anymore. It's getting old and he's dealt with some injuries over the years. So it, it happens. But he, I think he still had over 100 tackles last year. So he still gets around the ball. I think he'd probably still be good in the red zone and, and things like that. Um, so he's still got some use um, and he'll be probably extra motivated or whatever uh, next year to, to prove people wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciated his time with the Vikings. I always thought he was good as soon as he got to the Vikings. I think he, he came in, he didn't start right away, but then they traded uh, Gerald Hodges to the Niners like midway through the, well, kind of early in the 2015 season. And then that was pretty much a sign that Eric Hendricks was going to start and he pretty much started you know ever since then and he never really had like any serious injuries there was a couple where it knocked him out for like a handful of games but nothing really too serious he was pretty durable he was just a big part of those those really successful defenses uh during the mike zimmer era when you look at like 2017 2018 2019 uh, so he'll he'll have a big piece uh in vikings you know memories at least of the the modern fan and uh hard to forget someone with that head of hair it's pretty uh Pretty memorable. Um, do you think Kendricks will end up in the Vikings ring of honor? I was trying to think of this and I'm like, who are the greatest linebackers in Vikings history? And Scott Studwell came to mind. Um, Matt Blair. That's another one, right? I, I'm trying to go down memory lane here, but I was just trying to think of Jack Del Rio. You know, <laughs> you know I, I mean, <laughs> Chad Greenway has more tackles, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's not in the ring of honor yet. That might more change. Bowls, I think. Yeah. Only one. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that was kind of the shock to me was that Eric Kendricks only made one pro bowl and one all pro. Like it seemed it like he was a multiple time pro bowler, but that didn't happen. I, yeah. I think, you know, I, if Chad Greenway goes in, I think Eric Kendricks goes in. Cause I don't know. Eric Kendricks presence just seems more over the course of his career. Right. Like Chad Greenway was just a very solid player, but Eric Kendricks, you know, maybe it was his off the field work the last couple of years, but it yeah. it, it felt like he was a guy you just had a connection to. So I, f- I feel like Greenway played on a lot of bad teams, too. right? Like I he he was there in '09 and and in what '15 when they made the playoffs, but he was for the most part the defenses Greenway was on. We're not very good. Let's flip the let's flip the question on you. Let let's talk about the 2015 draft class. How many players in that class wind up in the Ring of Honor? Now you gotta make me look at it. Um, so you Big have Trey Waynes. That's a no. You have. <laughs> sorry, Trey. Sorry. Um, catching catching have, strays over here. Yeah. Um, you have Kendricks. You have yeah. Daniel Hunter. Hunter um, was Jarek McKinnon. Nope. Yeah, TJ that? Clemmings. Okay. Yeah, he's not going to be a Ring of Honor. Michael right? Pruitt. Uh, Stefan Diggs. And that was that's pretty much it from that class. Unless you want to count yeah. like Edmund Edmund Robinson, who I think plays in the XFL now or something. Um, yeah, name. I don't I, I don't know about Diggs, like because he's done so well with the Bills now. I kind of just I he he was the he's the miracle guy. Yeah, he was awesome. Like with the rookie, so you, you want to associate him with the Vikings, but he's done so much better with the Bills. I feel like that I kind of just associate him with the Bills now. It's kind of weird. Oh, he's like he's a Bills receiver, like because I just think he's done so much better. Maybe it's just been so long that he hasn't been in the Vikings uniform. I just associate him with the Bills now, but I don't know. That'll be that'll be interesting to see, like if he's even like interested in if Diggs is interested in being like in the Ring of Honor or anything. I'm sure he would, um, um, but that because I'm sure they'll have like some celebration in like 2027, like the 10 year anniversary of the Minneapolis Miracle. Um, Diggs will wave and everybody yeah. will cheer. 
like despite Keenum. what they think may think of him now, but <laughs> Keenum will be there. Uh, Adrian Peterson yeah. will be like that, be there and be like, oh, oh wait, no, I wasn't there. Um, I would say Hunter's a lock for the Ring of Honor of that class. Diggs, depending on his opinion, um, and then I think Kendricks would probably be third out of that. Yeah, out of that that draft class. But that's that's would you say probably that's probably Rick Spielman's best draft class with the Vikings? for sure. I mean, there are a few draft classes in NFL history that have had that impact. Yeah, like you think about the. I, I think what was it, 2016 or 2017 Saints? That also I like the yeah. Saints were fueled by a big time rookie class yeah. in 2017 with yep. Kamara, Marcus Williams, outside of that one play. Um Ryan Lane. Ramchek, another guy. I mean, yeah, that was a pretty damn good class. Yeah, it was. Uh would have been nice if Rick could have done that if when he had like 15 picks that one year, but uh that didn't work. <laughs> either better chance to get three ring of honor players when you have 15 picks but it didn't work out that way <laughs> when, yeah, when seven of them are on day three it's i was not gonna exactly, say uh, when when 10 of them are seventh round picks your chances uh aren't that much so um what, what else i want to ask on air kendricks i feel like there's one more thing but like i don't i don't know it's it's oh i know i was gonna ask um who do you think is gonna get cut next because we know more people are, are, are gone did they just give eric kendricks like this his whole day to like kind of have this yeah everyone get all the praise for himself but then like tomorrow and wednesday what, they're gonna be like what if it's like one per week there's five players and like slowly feeling next like week friday is like dealing day. like they're just warming us up to by the point the end of the week gets we'll just be numb to the fact that all of our favorites are gone um jordan hicks like i think jordan hicks is gonna be the next one out that that's just an easy one right you save four and a half million dollars he wasn't that great uh, you get Brian Osimo out to starting lineup. And if you're Brian Flores, you go into the free agent pool and be like that guy. Give me that guy. The yeah. young, faster guy in his 20s, hopefully. Yeah, I, I could see. I know Brian Osimo is going to play a lot next year. Anyways, I've heard a lot about mm-hmm. that coming true. Um, I could see Hicks for sure. I could see them now that they got rid of Kendricks. I could actually keep I could see them keeping Hicks because of the way that Brian Flores likes to run his defense with a more aggressive style. And I think. Hicks is actually a better pass rusher than Kendrick says. At least he grades that way by PFF standards or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if Zedarius Smith is like, oh, because I think you look at it like, do you want to get, he clears up like 10 million in cap space. And to get that with other players, you have to cut like at least two or three other guys to get that 10 million mark. Or you can mm-hmm. just do it with one. I think that's, that's a more logical way, but you know, you never know with Flores or, or O'Connell, they, do they want to keep him around for his, his leadership? And he was still pretty good last year. I think he led the Vikings in, in pressures. Do uh, you think they can get something for him in trade, though? No. No. Not not like, not maybe a, a f- f- conditional fifth. Like, he's he's dealing with injuries the past two years. He's not cheap. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they, they could. And then one last thing. Do you, what do you think? Does this have any impact on, a possible extension for Kirk Cousins because they're. Do you think like a move would have happened, like getting rid of Kendricks, if the Vikings were more confident in in signing Cousins to a a multi year deal that would clear up probably more cap space? I think as much as the salary had to do with it, I also think that you know Kendricks's ability also yeah. had to do with it. Yeah. Um, it was just time. Like he he wasn't. I mean, maybe you keep him around from a leadership standpoint. Right. And at that point, you know, you're kind of toying with the whole, well, we got this young up and comer. He's a little bit faster, you know, mix him in. Like they're very, the Vikings are very conscious of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. I, again, I'm not slamming Kendricks by saying this, but I'm like, eliminate the hurdles. Like as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. 
we need to get younger. We need to get faster. And we thank you for everything, but it, it's just time. Like, yeah, you got to leave your feelings at the door for sure when it comes yeah. to. And what was it? Seven, G- eight seasons? Like, that's pretty yeah. damn good for an NFL one team. For sure. And he just got married. I think he's got a kid on mm-hmm. the way, his first kid. So he's got lots of things to look forward to. The t- today might suck for him. Uh, he one he probably knew it was coming because I think like his his wife posted something similar uh, after the season to uh, Thielen's wife where he where she was like this might be the last time so they they kind of have had an idea and they probably knew probably a while ago actually that, that this was going to happen uh, that was the that was the one interesting thing like you heard about like Cook and Thielen we've heard grumblings about their role but Kendricks yeah. never like we didn't hear anything yeah. about it well he's been maybe a just a, and maybe a post from his wife but whatever I I mean. Yeah, I mean, the guy, he's probably just content with it. Like, okay, this is probably going to happen and let's just figure it out. Like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure they look at, you look at even just at the draft last year and them taking Asamoa. And I'm, I'm sure Kendricks was like, well, that's probably not a good sign for me <laughs> moving forward. Uh, but yeah, it sucks. It, it, he's someone I'll still root for if he's on another team in the NFL. Except uh, for one. Yeah, if, you, if he plays for the backers, I'm, I'm sorry. Or the, get back at you. I don't even. I don't even know if he goes to the Broncos. Like I don't know. If, I don't know if I can like the Broncos with Sean Payton coaching them because I know he's just a dickhead. So um, and Ross like, too. Does that does that hate from the Saints just switch to to the Broncos with Sean Payton there? Because I'm not really fearful of the Saints anymore, even when they just signed Derek Carr. To the- they have the best quarterback in the <laughs> NFC South, man. <laughs> it's like Mardi Gras down there. Uh, you know who else was celebrating today over that? <laughs> Michael Thomas, Kirk, yeah, my yeah. boy. Kirk Gino just signed. Chains. Yeah, Gino just signed too. Yeah. Um, so they, he's, he's like, I'm better than those two. Give me my money. Uh, the Vikings will be like, he's waiting for the Daniel Jones contract to drop. He's he just is. like, yes, yes, fifty million for Daniel Jones. <laughs> and and Quasi's gonna be like, damn you, Daniel Jones. <laughs> damn no, I don't think. I think he's gonna get franchise. <laughs> I think Daniel Jones is gonna get franchise because. I just he wants too much. That's what it sounds like. He wants like forty five million. What? Well, and the problem what? is the problem is they also have to they have to figure out something with Barkley, and they don't want to give him a long term deal. Yeah, they want they want to keep him because they the word is like they want to sign Daniel Jones to like a multi year deal and then franchise Barkley because the franchise is like ten million for a running back, which is affordable this day and age. Um, and that's only a one year deal. But uh, this is a Vikings podcast, not a Giants podcast. But yeah, <laughs> um, sticking with quarterbacks, though, we'll, we'll switch to the NFL scouting combine, which happened uh, during the last few days. Uh, the Underwear Olympics, as some people like to call them. Uh, many expected former Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson to shine at this year's NFL combine. Uh, very athletic player. Uh, his athleticism didn't really translate into monster numbers at Florida, but sometimes that doesn't really tell the, the whole story. Um, but he might have exceeded all of those lofty expectations with the performance that he had at the combine this year. Uh, the six foot four, 244 pound Richardson ran a four four three forty, and his vertical measured in at a whopping 40 and a half inches. Uh, he also performed well during the passing drills, throwing deep passes with ease pretty much. Um, He's still viewed as a pro- a project in the NFL uh, by most analysts, but there doesn't seem to be any more after this workout. There doesn't seem to be much more of a chance of him falling down to pick number 23 to the Vikings uh, in this year's draft anymore. So knowing this, that he's probably going to be off the board by the time it comes for them to pick, at least in their spot right now, should the Vikings do 
whatever they can to trade up uh, and try and get Richardson or maybe if Will Levis is around too and try and get one of those guys in the draft this year. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within reason. Like, I'm not dealing five first round picks and no. that stuff. Uh, I know somebody suggested three first round picks, and I would definitely think about that deal. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it'll be that much is the thing, but, um, you know, if it involves a 2023 and a 2024 and maybe some loose change, I, I would make that selection. Yep. The problem is now that Richardson's athletics are so off the chart. I don't see him getting past Indianapolis at four. Um, really? Yeah. I, I mean, you look at the bears are probably going to keep Justin Fields. We're hearing that more and more from more people. So they're probably going to trade the number one overall pick. So somebody's going to leapfrog. I I just think I, I think Anthony Richardson is going to be a top five pick after this. I, I think people are going to see the tools. They're going to see the athleticism if they have a staff that can develop him. And I think the other thing is too they need a situation where he can redshirt. I would not start him year one. No. Um, I think that would be a big mistake for his development. He's very similar type of prospect as Trey Lance a couple years ago where he's big, he's mobile. Um, obviously he's a better athlete because no other quarterback in the history of the combine has tested as well as Richardson has a perfect 10.0 relative athletic score. That's uh Quasi that's good like, stuff right oh. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> he's drooling right now. He's just like, he's like, he's like uh Matt Daniels over Jalen Rieger, but like a player that's actually, you know, somewhat good. good. Um, you know, I just, I want to talk about like some of the people online and I know people online, a lot of them don't matter. Like they think they (laughs) matter, but they don't. And I mean, even, even me to a degree, like sometimes I'm just blowing, I'm blowing smoke out of my ass. So I mean, take my comments with a grain of salt. You want to go full, like full meta. None of us really make true all little specs on this blue dot. Next week we'll have Aaron Rodgers on the podcast to discuss this. Um, but no, I, I mean, I think some people, you know, uh, dollar store Batista, my guy, Ben Lieber was talking glad, about how when you confirmed everyone who that was. Yeah. He was talking about how, uh, you know, vertical jump doesn't matter as a quarterback. And, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Lambert, I believe said, I wish you could have jumped a little bit higher on that 2009, uh, game winning field goal. But did you just call him by like his real name? Well, no, the other guy, his son is meat sauce. That's who said that's who. No, Paul, Paul Lambert is, is meat sauce. He's the one who said that. Isn't it Jeff? Oh, his dad is like, his dad is like a lawyer. All right. I got him mixed up. (laughs) I don't know. They're both going to go shotgun a beer after tweeting each other. The the thing, the thing is like some people, I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I think there's just this fear. And I mean, you know, especially when it comes to Richardson, it's like, well, you know, he's a little bit raw and everybody's like, ah, ah, ah. Like, you know, people look at CJ Stroud, who threw very well at the combine. Um, he put on a show. Nobody's talking about that. 
but his pressure numbers are so bad. Like he didn't have, you know, Aaron Donald barreling down on him as he's making those throws. Uh, same goes for Anthony Richardson, but I think like some people are just so dead set locked on the stability that Kirk brings that they just don't think is better. And and like in reality, how good is Kirk Cousins? Like he's good. He he's good. I I will give you that. He's a four thousand yard passer. He gets you thirty touchdowns and everything else. How good is he? Like like really? Like you could do worse. You could do a, a hell of a lot worse. But you haven't gotten out of the first. Start. Like I, I it sounds. I, I swear, like I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. But some people look at Anthony Richardson and they almost just root for the guy to fail because he he's not this pro ready prospect and everything else and. You know, I love my Kirky so much, and Kirky's the bestest quarterback ever, and nobody else could ever be like Kirky. I'd pay him two thousand billion hundred dollars just to keep Kirk Cousins. Like it's just, I don't know, I, I don't know. It, it's just super weird to me, and it's super strange. And I had to talk about it because it's just like the kid, the kid's a freak. And, and you know what? If you draft Anthony Richardson and he sucks, you know what else you do? You draft another quarterback and general managers don't usually get another one, but it's, it's just like drafting a bad corner. Like if you draft Mike Hughes, what do you do the next year? You draft another corner. The Vikings have drafted a corner for the past five years because they can't figure it out. So why aren't we taking swings at quarterbacks, especially when we have a chance to get them? I don't know if the Vikings will have a chance to get Anthony Richardson, but I mean, this, this thought process of just because he needs a little bit of work, it's, it's bizarre to me. So I just wanted to talk about that. I don't know if I like rambled on and like, didn't make sense there, but I don't know. Just (laughs) chill out guys. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about college stats, it's funny how the people don't bring up Kirk Cousins college stats because he had a bunch of stinkers in uh, college when he was uh, at Michigan state. He had some good games too, but, uh, he had some pretty bad games uh, there too, but no one ever, no one ever brings that up. Um, and with Richardson too, like people are like, well, like what if he's just another Christian Ponder or, or Teddy Bridgewater? Or like, oh, fine, at least you took a chance. Like you could say that about any prospect. Correct. You're you're not gonna find the next quarterback if you don't take if you take zero chances. You're gonna find no one because you're not taking a chance. If you take a chance, then at least you have a chance to find someone. Like this whole thing, like, well, the Vikings shouldn't like what? Like people are waiting for like the either the Vikings to get a pick in the top five, which is never going to happen with the way they they run things. Or they're waiting for like the absolute perfect prospect to just fall into their lap. And that's not going to happen either. Like teams like the Chiefs. I know people don't like to bring it up because it's Mahomes and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks already. But they were aggressive and they got went up and got their guy. They were fine. They made the playoffs with Alex Smith. I looked this up today. The, chi- the Chiefs throughout their history drafted 32 quarterbacks. And in, to- in total, those quarterbacks made a grand total of one Pro Bowl. 32 quarterbacks <laughs> made one Pro Bowl. And they were still like, no, we're going to go and get our guy. We're going to get Mahomes. We're going to take a chance on him. Was it old ass Joe Montana too? No, no, no. He was drafted by okay. the Niners. Oh, uh, I'm I'm talking about Montana was on the Chiefs for. I know, year. but I'm talking about quarterbacks that were drafted. Oh, that they by the drafted. Chiefs. I'm sorry. Yes. Go on. So they drafted 32 in their history, and only one went on to make a Pro Bowl in the Chiefs uniform. Uh, I'll say that. But they were still fine. They weren't scared of the past. They went up and traded up and drafted Mahomes, and that's worked out pretty damn well for them. So like all the people are like, "What if it's Kirk Cousins?" Or what if it's Kirk Cousins? What if it's Kristen Ponder? What if it's Joe Webb? I see a lot of that too. Like Joe Webb was so athletic. Did Joe Webb play in SEC? Did Joe Webb 
could he throw at all coming out of college? No, he couldn't. So like, stop with like, oh, he's just he's just a modern day Joe Webb. No, that's that's stupid. That's nonsense. You you're talking out of your ass when you say dumb. Napoleon's shit burner that. just going hard. Yeah. So um, like if Richardson and the Vikings seem to like him, they had a formal interview with him. We've heard uh, Kevin O'Connell. I think he was on NFL Network talking about how much he likes Richardson and, and some of the other guys. So they like him. Uh, and I would feel a whole lot more confident with someone like Kevin O'Connell being in charge of his career than I would, you know, having maybe like Mike Zimmer or Leslie Frazier as his coach. That's the thing, too. You got to you remember uh, the quarterbacks that failed with the Vikings. They didn't really have a lot of a lot of things going for them. Like they, Teddy Bridgewater, he probably could have used like a year sitting down, but he had to go in there because the Vikings had what Matt Castle and Christian Ponder. Christian also Ponder could have used a better groundskeeping service at Winter <laughs> Park. But that's another story. Yeah, and they had to play outside. They played in TCF or whatever on, on a cement field before it got better. Um, so, like all these quarterbacks they've drafted before that didn't pan out. Like they, there was a reason they weren't successful. Um, and even even looking at those, you you can't you can't base what the Vikings are now on what happened in the past. Because this one is a totally different regime, too. Like, who cares that Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer drafted this quarterback that didn't work out? They're gone. There's a whole new regime in charge, and they've already done things, you know, much better in their first year than than Zimmer and Spielman really did ever. So um, take a chance on a guy like Richardson. But I think if the Vikings want to get him, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to give up a lot more than they would have before Combine. Because I think, yeah, he's going to be off the board by... You said what top four? I would say yeah, like four, yeah, six Colts or seven. Four. Even if he gets to a team like the Lions, I wouldn't be shocked if they took him with with like Jared Goff's not their future, so they could they could sit him for a year and have Richardson in there. And oh my God, Dan Campbell would love him so much. Um, that would suck for the Vikings. Um, but let's what what else do I have to ask you? Oh, um, if the Vikings can't draft a quarterback in the first round this year, do you think they should wait until next year? To draft one maybe in the first round, or should they try and maybe take a chance on a mid-round quarterback this year? I'm waiting. Yeah. I- I'm waiting this year. Um, I know some people are like high on Hendon Hooker, but he's 25 years old. He just tears ACL too. Yeah, he's coming off an ACL tear. Like, I no, that that's that's just not a good pick for any team. Uh, even Jaron Hall from BYU, he's a guy that's got a can of an arm and got some nice traits, but he's also an older prospect. At yeah, I don't want to be you quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. This one's not banging their teammates, moms or whatever it is. Um, but no, I did that at BYU. We got kicked out. Yes. Yes. Did, um, you, know that, did you know Jamal Williams went there? I just figured I yeah. learned that the other day that he went there and he got in trouble for uh, doing some relations. Breaking uh, the honor code. Is that, <laughs> isn't that what it's called? Like it's, yeah. it's something like that. Like, uh, yeah. Having Jamal Williams, marital sexes breaking. Jamal the honor Williams, code. whose touchdown dance now currently is thrusting <laughs> the air, went to BYU. BYU's like he's not ours. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, we yeah. we don't know anything about him. Um, but next year's quarterback class, I mean, yeah. it it's looking pretty good, man. You got, and, and it could always change. It could change for the worse. Like maybe Caleb Williams blows out his knee next year. Maybe Drake right. May actually sucks. Um. And other guys could Quinn Ewers is actually yeah. going to battle Arch Manning for the starting job at Texas. I saw that today. Um, so that could be another thing. And other guys uh, you could, could also like, pop out of nowhere. I was just about to say that Joe Burrow, nobody knew who he yep. was before last year. And two, like if the Vikings are going to try and compete, which I think they are, I mean, no team's ever going to willingly try to tank unless you're the Dolphins. 
But the Bears with this get yes, I'm sorry. The Bears <laughs> did it. The Bears did it successfully because yeah. they didn't pay their head coach to lose games uh and bring Tom Brady on a yacht, but that's another another discussion. Um, you know, with a Viking schedule like Kansas City, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Matthew Collar calls this the natural tank. We could see the Vikings just fall off a cliff and whoops, all of a sudden we have a top 10 pick. So, and then you're spending a little bit less to trade up, especially if you like a guy like Caleb Williams. I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't really like the mid round quarterback prospects in this draft. And historically, if you are taking a mid round quarterback prospect, um, they're not going to turn out unless if it's a historical outlier like Dak Prescott or Russell Williams or Russell Williams, Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins. Um, you so know, guy, what's the name? Tom Brady. Tom um, Brady, yeah. <laughs> and the greatest quarterback ever, Brock Purdy. Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. rehabbing yeah. with the Twins I, pitchers now. The with the way that um, Quasi Adolfo approached the offseason and last year's draft, I would be surprised if they didn't trade up. If they want a quarterback, I'd be surprised if they didn't trade up for a quarterback. If they feel like it's going to be too much, then I would expect them to trade down. Um, and then, yeah, and it, and all really just p- depends too on what, what happens with Kirk. Cause we're still waiting on, see if he's going to get extended. I think that'll probably affect a lot of things, uh, moving forward. And if he doesn't, then if he doesn't get extended, I think they're trading up like that. That seems like it that's going to happen. Um, so I think we just got to wait and see what happens with, with Kirk Cousins. Um, and based on, uh, some of the money given out today, uh, I don't know if he's going to get extended, but uh, we'll see. Uh, moving on to the final topic. I just want to have you rank some, some Mike Zimmer era defenders with the, with the release of Kendricks today. He was a big part of that, that Mike Zimmer era of the elite defenses. Um, and most of them are gone now. Not surprising, but most of them are gone now. Uh, I think Daniel Hunter and Harrison Smith are really the only two guys pretty much left from that era who are still with the team uh, at this hour. Uh, I don't know for next season if that's going to remain the case. Uh, but I would just like you to rank these uh, Mike Zimmer era Vikings defenders from from best to worst. And I'll give them to you. Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph, Eric Kendricks, Xavier Rhodes, and Anthony Barr. I would put Everson Griffin first. Um, he's got the Pro Bowls. I think he's top 10 in Vikings history in sacks, which oh, is yeah. even more impressive when you consider the history of this franchise. Sacks weren't a stat since 1982, but when you go on a pro football reference and they have their unofficial sack count, uh, Everson Griffin's still up there. So, I mean, knowing the pass rushers the Vikings have had, that's impressive no matter how you slice it. Um, I would put... Xavier Rhodes ahead of Kendricks, just because at the peak of his powers, which was like a good two or three year stretch, Xavier Rhodes was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. I don't think you'd ever say, I think if you said that about Eric Kendricks, it would have been 2019. That was the one year that he had the pop-up year. So, I mean, really, when you think of it that way, um, shoot, I'd put, I, okay, I'd put Kendricks ahead of Linville Joseph. Joseph was really good. He made some Pro Bowls, but I think Kendricks had a bigger impact. And then I would put Anthony Barr fifth. What? You put him fifth? I put I put Anthony. I, I just feel like he didn't have the impact that he should have had. And I think his knee played an issue. Yeah. But I mean, there are just times where it was just kind of like, where's Anthony Barr? And a lot of people think it was the role he was playing or that sort of thing. I, I He's one of the greatest linebackers in Vikings history. But I mean, I, I just think that Anthony Barr. 
Yes. And I also think that maybe his value is inflated a little bit because of one tackle on Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> which is great, by the way. I'm not downplaying that. It was but. a legal tackle. That's it. That's all it was. They should put a statue of that in front of U.S. Bank Stadium, no, right next to the of, Miracle Play. Put it in front of Lambeau Field. That people love that. Um, Aaron Rodgers' eyes were like as big as him on like ayahuasca in that picture too. He's like, oh! I think there's video of like Anthony Barr like grabbing his nutsack too uh, when Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was walking off the field. Just be like, yeah, suck it. Um, early career Anthony Barr was very good. Yes, I don't know what happened in like 20. 16 or 2017 but like he was everywhere i just remember that play i think it was against the falcons where i think it might have been tevin coleman who yeah. broke off like a long run and anthony barr chased him all the way down the field and punched the ball what about the end zone what about his rookie year against the bucks the yep, pick yep, six yeah was that a pick there six or was a fumble right, i think, I think he, stripped he stripped it he stripped yeah, he, he stripped, stripped it right out of his hand it looked yeah. like an interception because he, he made he made ripped it like right that. out of there yeah he made plays like that all the time getting in the quarterback and everything. And then, like, I don't know, something happened. Like, I don't know if it was an injury or, like you said, his role, but, like, we never really saw that again. And we, and we uh, every offseason we heard, like, oh, Anthony Barr is working with uh, a defensive lineman, working on his, his pass rushing stuff. He's going to be more of a pass rusher this year. And it's like, no, he's not. Um, and that just, that never happened. Um, I'd put Griffin first, like you two. I'd put Rhodes second, just because, yeah, he was he was a shutdown corner and his game against odell beckham on monday night football is like one of my favorite viking games ever just any it was hilarious he got in his face like yeah like he was frustrating him even games against like deandre hopkins where he would shut him down he shut down julio jones so many times Mm -hmm. um yeah just like he was very good in his prime because of his early career i'd put anthony Barr third okay um just because he was he was a beast and then i just don't know what happened um, and he made what four, four or five Pro Bowls with the Vikings. Ah, Linval and Eric Kendricks. Like Linval was really good. You could tell like how much the Vikings missed him when he left, especially against the run. Um, but I'll put Kend- Kendricks because he made a lot of plays when he was younger too, and like he was there. Not to say that Linval was terrible, but I would just put no. Him, put him. I, I don't think anybody on this list is terrible. No, like I, no. I think they're all good players. They're all staples of that and defense. I, I think Kendricks had the. The reason he didn't make as many Pro Bowls, one, because the Pro Bowl, like, categorization or whatever is stupid. And, like, they pick three linebackers, but one of them will be, like, Chandler Jones and Micah Parsons, who clearly aren't, like, off-the-ball linebackers. Those are, like, clearly pass rushers. Um, and then you have, like, he had guys like Bobby Wagner in front of him who was just going to make the Pro Bowl every year. Um, and, like, who's who's from the Niners? Patrick Willis. Was that before his time? Uh, Fred Warner. Navarro Bowman, guys like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, like, earlier. Um but yeah, yeah. Everson, Xavier Rhodes, Rhodes closed, Anthony Barr, Kendricks, and Jim. What an what an era! It's, it's coming to an end. Sad, sad time. It was like, I think it was it was fun. It was a fun time. You know, there was lots to talk about. But uh, it's coming to a close, and the Vikings are heading in a different era. Um, and hopefully that'll be fun too. So we'll see. This offseason is going to be fun. I I can I can tell you that that for sure. It's gonna it's just getting started. Um. With a bunch of people getting released today. I think Frank Clark got released today. I think what Orlando Brown Jr. or whatever. He's not coming back. So there's going to be a lot to talk about in the next few weeks, especially le- next week. Free agency is beginning. Yeah, like pfft, lots to talk about. And then you got the draft, too, as well. Pro days and everything coming up. So there will be lots to talk about. Uh, if you, if you want to hear our opinions on all that stuff, make sure to subscribe to 
this channel on YouTube and then like our videos. We'd appreciate that. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts, and follow the Vikings on Twitter and Facebook. But until next time, Chris and I talk to you later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.